Hello, welcome to Servant Pisalentius. My name is Jesus. Cameron. I'm Gerardo. And this is our soccer podcast. All right, Cameron, take it away. What is your take on Chivas' situation right now with the firing of the coach and then winning? Bitch. Bitch. Fuck it. Shit happens. Any more insight to that? Not really. I mean, they won today, so they're trying to wake up from a deep sleep, I guess. Who do you think is going to win the Classico next week? I'm going with a tie. It's always a tie. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Next, we're going to talk about uh, Jesus. What is your stance on America right now? I know they won yesterday, three zero, right? My stance. They're doing really good right now. It started really poorly, really, really poorly. Almost sacked the coach. But I think they found a rhythm. Benedetto's doing really, really good. He's Argentinian, by the way. <laughs> and they look pretty good. They'll be in the playoffs, and hopefully we can bring our unprecedented 13th title. You should tell that to Gerard, man. He's the cheapest fan. <laughs> Cameron, your take... On the United States losing to Brazil, what was your take on that? This is old news, so I feel like we won. According to the internet here in America, we won. So I don't care what anybody else say. The U.S. won. That's all I gotta say. Okay, to a more realistic view. Hard-headed Americans. All right, Gerardo, your turn. What do you what do you take from the United States loss? They deserve it. Why? Because they're ego, man. They have to be set down again. Anything else? My forehead is really shining. <laughs> All right, Gerardo, the floor is yours. What was your take from the Mexico-Argentina game? We were winning, and then they had to fuck shit up. Well, especially the goalie who is actually from America. What's your take on that, Jesus? <laughs> well, you cannot lie. He was doing really good. Right? Well, you can, you can, you can, you, you, I'm stuttering. You can go and tell that to Ricardo Tuca Ferretti, because we're just spectators here. But when, when when you was playing goalie, he was doing pretty well. Right? Uh, he made some good saves. Obviously, the fluke happened, which I have no idea how the hell just that out from out of nowhere. And uh, you can say that was a fluke, but then the second goal was a legit goal, a little, a little pass by Aguero and finished by Messi. Overall, he did pretty well. Gerardo, jo- what is your take from Chicharito who couldn't score in that game? 
He never fails to impress me, good or bad. How come? I mean, first of all, before he ever left Manchester United, he missed a clear goal, which was a penalty. Yes, he did. That makes no freaking sense. And then he's always been known for saving Mexico's ass and pretty tight situation. So, you know, he never fails to surprise me either way. Yeah, that's what my dad says. He hates Chicharito. He doesn't hate him, but he wouldn't prefer him. And then whenever he does something good, especially all the girls, they all go crazy for him. All right, um, let's move on from international team talk and talking about the Champions League that was just this past week. So I didn't really watch none of the games. I watched the Bayern game on Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday. Wednesday. And they won. <clears throat> but uh, we were watching the Bar- Barca game. Uh, did they win? I know because I stopped after. Yeah, okay, it was one-one. What did you guys take on that game? On which one again? Barca. The one they won four to one. No, no, no. The Champions League game, the one against Roma. Oh, I never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Jesus, what did your take? Uh, they were doing pretty well, if I remember. Uh, Chesney got injured. That one goal from midfield. Not midfield, close to midfield. Um, according to Luis Enrique, it's not Ter Stegen's fault because Luis Enrique defended him by saying, I told him to be up front because he likes his goalies to be up front, which is true with Bravo as well because he's always up front as well. Just not as much as Ter Stegen. And, uh, it was... Those goals shouldn't happen, but but they happen, and he is not Neuer. <laughs> but our Barcelona couldn't make any more opportunities, and they don't. They really didn't deserve to win it. So you saying they just lost? No, they shouldn't have lost. <laughs> Definitely not lo- not lose. Definitely not lose, but they couldn't score more. I'm not saying anything. Joao, anything you want to talk? Any any subject? Preferably U.S. Brazil. Oh, I know, I know. What do y'all think of uh, Hector Moreno's consecutive uh, injuries to other players right now? Cameron, Cameron, you. I have no idea who this guy is. So I'm gonna just say I just seen the pictures and the picture and the like video of the highlight. That was some nasty shit, bruh. That's all I gotta say. I I had I don't know who either of these players are. So I'm gonna hand it over to Gerardo right now. Not even Luke Shaw. No. He's a promising player though. Promising. Cause that's the Van Gaal system. What team does he play for? Oh, they both play. No, the guy that tripped him. Oh, Hector, PSV. PSV. Okay. So, Gerardo, what is your take? It was just, you know, part of the game. Basically, he slided pretty harsh. I would admit that, but I mean, 
Other than that, he went for the ball, and unfortunately, Shaw's leg got in between Moreno's and caused the injury. And, you know, right now he's given really bad fame for the second injury he caused, I believe, yesterday. And, you know, now people are kind of giving him death threats and kind of sucks. Considering this guy's, like, really, you know, always thanking God for everything. He's gotten injured before. And, you know, always heads up. That's all I got to say. Okay. So, Jesus, what is your stance? I agree with Gerardo. He, uh, looking at the game, when I saw the game live, I saw that live and he slid. And I thought, because I saw the ball pop, all right, he got the, he got, he got the ball. And then all of a sudden I see Luke Shaw just sitting there like, oh, my God, he broke his, like, you can see his leg just, like, yeah, it was, like, how? And then, huh? It literally looked like spaghetti just flopping around. It was Yeah, it was, yeah, it was so, like, out of normal. And then I looked at the replay, like, yeah, he got the ball. Yeah, a little aggressive, but he got the ball. And it was, like Gerardo said, a freak accident. And no, because no, no foul. But, and yeah, like I don't agree with the death death threats because that's unfortunately that's part of the game. If 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 he if he didn't intentionally do it, and I'd see no no reason to any players tell him you're gonna die, I will kill you, like that. And I didn't see the other injury from yesterday, what Gerardo said, but I saw the first one. And that was pretty nasty. Yeah, coming from uh, experience, I can tell soccer. I mean, you guys, you won't think it's a dangerous sport, but, you know, stuff happens. We're not going to. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, next, let's move on to the Copa America, because I know... Argentina or the South America particularly didn't want it to be here in America. So, uh, Gerardo first, what is your stance on this? Man, they should have done it in Mexico in the first place because freaking United States is all butthurt about corruption and shit. Not getting most of the money. Is that all you have? Yes, I don't want to talk about it because then I get mad. That's good. That's good. Go get mad. No. We need it for the viewers. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't want to get deported. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, since Gerardo's not, what are they talking? <laughs> so, um, we're gonna hand it over to uh, Jesus right now. Testing. Uh, my stance on it still. It's still gonna be here, right, Gerardo? That's according to them. Yeah. Well. Three days ago. All right. Well. Um, I think it should be here. One because money talks. Money will always talk, and obviously here. Anything more? Well, money-wise, it's going to be more. It's going to make more money than in any anywhere else. For example, I remember them saying they might host one in, in the Cowboys Stadium. And Cowboys Stadium, AT&T Stadium, is one of the biggest in the world. <laughs> You're gonna, it's going to be full. It's going to be sold. And that's going to be a lot of revenue. And 
the USA wanted to play right now. It has no scheduled games for for next summer, and they wanted to play. I agree that the corruption scandal and all that that that, that should be looked into, but in the end, money talks, and unfortunately, that's how I think it's gonna still be here either way. Um, I don't know too much about the scandal about with the uh, South America and America. <laughs> but I would be happy if it was here in America. Like you said, it's, I mean, it's probably was going to happen here in America, regardless of the allegations and accusations and whatnot. So, like, like Jesus said, it was gonna be money talks. Uh, and if they have one here at the Dallas Cowboys Stadiums, I would love that, bro. Since we're in Dallas, you know. That's good. Okay, on the American topic, um, the playoff, Mexico versus America. I'm personally a America fan all the way. They're my number one team, and then next is Germany. So I'm going for America, but their past game with Brazil has me questioning some shit. Like, you take out Josie for some Stanford kid. I mean, yeah, he did good, but I'm... The Stanford kid has a future, man. He's there for a reason, though. Quick comment. Does that Stanford kid still have finals, right? He has finals to do, right? No. I swear to God. But... Yeah, I, yeah, like I said, he he uh he was doing good. Just, just you know, I thought uh, Josie could have probably played some more. You know, yeah, they played good then. And then you know, since the whole hype of America being Germany and the Netherlands, you know, everybody was like, oh, we got Brazil, blah da 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 da. Like, made it. The United States. That's what happened. So you're saying it's the other country's fault? Yep. Because they underestimated the United States. Well, that's not good either. The, the reason why Mexico, or basically the United States has more of an advantage now over Mexico or any other team is because they know how they play. You're saying the U.S. knows how the other teams play, or the other teams know how the U.S. plays? Basically, they know how to play Mexico as well. And, you know, when Mexico played against Brazil, it was more of a back-and-forth situation other than, like, you know, uh, the United States and Brazil, where Brazil dominated most of the time because, you know, the United States wasn't really sure how to play against them. Uh, Same thing with... uh, what do you call it, Mexico and Argentina. You know, that was a really great game. But you go back to, which one was it? Probably Mexico-Honduras, where they got into a tie. You know, Honduras basically knows how to play Mexico, which is the difference, in my opinion. Okay, on that statement, do you think that's why U.S. lost to Jamaica in the the Gold Cup? Yep. On, on that particular, and as well, you know, Jamaica actually has a pretty good game right now. But uh, particularly on that game, watching the highlights and watching the first one, in particular the free kick, even though it was Guzan's fault that one it there it was a free kick and second it went in. 
the bar, the the wall didn't jump at all. So I feel a little sympathy because why would you put a wall? And in the end, they don't even jump. They didn't even jump, and and I and I know the the keepers the the walls there because they're gonna jump and protect that side, and I I figured the keeper can't see the ball when it's kicked, so you know once he saw it, of course he didn't do anything because he can't see it, and I was questioning why are the teammates not jumping at all? They just stood there. Cameron, what what game were we talking about? The game. The first goal. There was a free kick and a wall didn't jump at all. Oh, I didn't watch that game. But I just stood there, and obviously as a goalie, I can't see. Like, oh crap. Yeah. Well, that is pretty stupid. I uh, like, yeah, because like, even if you can't see, if you see the team jump, you obviously know the ball's getting ready to come, so you get, you know, you got some time to prepare. So if you don't see the team jump, you think something else is gonna happen. Gerardo, what is your stance on that uh, free kick? Hello? That's what I'm saying. We need Tim Howard back, bruh. Clings, man, has more confidence on Guzan now, so. Gerardo, what is your your stance on the Mexico-Costa Rica controversy and the Mexico-Panama controversy? Basically the same attitude Guardado took over it, you know. It wasn't their fault. It was the referees, basically. You know, there were bad calls, but you can't really do nothing about it. You just make the best out of it. No, no. Uh, that was a... The Mexican coach got fired. Yeah. No, that was after. That was when they won the Gold Cup. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. As you can see, folks, Gerardo is going for Mexico. Cameron's going for the United States. I am just a spectator because I go really for – I just watch the game. So, Cameron, you first. Who who do we have as goalie? Tim Howard. Hell yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, he took a long break. But, I mean, it's not like he was just on vacation that whole year. He was playing in the Barkley Premier League. Therefore, he was honing his skills. I don't see, not to be mean or anything, but I don't see Guzan in the Premier League, is he? I don't really know. Fuck. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, you just proved my point. He's a backup. Tim Howard is still a starter in the Premier League. Therefore, he should be a starter for the U.S. Drada, who do you have as goalie? I would have Howard, but here's my viewpoint. Ochoa doesn't even play, basically, for his team. He sits in the bench, and yet he's the best goalkeeper Mexico has, and he hasn't even played. Do you think that's a little sad? Do you think that's sad? Yeah. I mean, not really. That just tells you how badass of a freaking goalkeeper Ochoa is. Games. Technically speaking, he was really poor in the Gold Cup. How do you speak? I don't give a damn about your opinion. I'm just stating the fact he was really good in the World Cup, but he was just really poorly in the Gold Cup. Stuart? 
I want to talk. See, I'm just I'm, I'm not saying anything. I'm just stating the. I'm just saying. I'm just stating something. Uh, Ger- uh, Gerardo, who do you have as goalie for Mexico? Ochoa. Yeah. Who do you have as his backup? Well, me for me for once, I never one. I never understood why. I never. I don't think he ever will, and I don't think I. I don't know why Talavera gets a shot, because he's had many shots and they always score on him. Corona, well, he started good, but in the in the last year he's been iffy. And Munoz, well, he had a good game, and then it all went downhill in the last ten minutes. But I pick Ochoa as well as the goalkeeper. Now as a backup. And current form right now, I pick Munoz. Because right now he's been doing really well. He did really well for the Mexico Argentina game, and he's doing really well for, for America. While Cruz Azul is struggling at the moment. Gerardo, who do you have as your strikers for Mexico for the game? Man. For the game against the United States? Yep. I would actually put either. Well, if they caught Giovanni Dos Santos, I'd put him and Carlos Vela. And if I could do three, it would basically be both of those plus the addition of uh, Raul Jimenez. Oh, interesting. So no Chicharito? No. How come? I already told you, he never makes me to surprise me, so I would not risk it against the United States. Okay. Well, Cameron, your your point, your strikers for the United States. I'm keeping it simple. Josie Altidore and Clint Dempsey. That's all we need. And then we got Michael Bradley in the midfield for the long shots uh, in the corners and whatnot. Because that long shot kick is, like, really powerful, bro. Predictions for the game. Jabardo, who do you think is going to win? Mexico, of course. Four to two. Damn. Four two. Any particular reason? Uh, because of that uh gold cup we played where we started losing two zero and we turned it around to four to two. <laughs> Damn, that was that. When was that? Two thousand eleven, right? Or two thousand eight? Yeah, yeah two thousand eleven. All right, Cameron. Yeah, all right, Cameron. Your view. I feel like it's going to be a heatly intense game or heat. I don't know. It's going to be an intense game. I'm not going to say we're going to lose two by two points, four to two. I, I, I'm going to obviously say the U.S. is going to win, but I feel like it'll be a pretty close game, like two one one zero, something like that. No, no, no blowout on four two, man. Yeah, especially if they get Howard. I don't think so, bro. Gerardo. Oh, don't forget what Giovanni Dos Santos did to Howard, man. Had him crawling like a little dog. Oh, yeah. You showed me the clip, yeah. That, that That's in the past. Tell me you forgot. We, you know, that's something Americans have, man. Y'all forget history too quick. That- <laughs> yeah, let's not get into the, you know, you, you like you said, you know, but yeah. Uh, I remember the clip. You know, I mean, that's four years ago. You know, times have changed. He's probably gotten, he, he, well, not probably. He's, he's gotten better. So you saw what he did in the World Cup. 
against Belgium. Yeah, them saves. Uh, they were weak ass shots. That's beside the point. Uh, no, it ain't. <laughs> okay. Um, let's uh switch the topic. Oh, okay. Okay, Jesus, what are your picks for, I, I guess, forwards and goalkeepers for both teams? Um, well, here's the thing. If uh, it's, it's a tough one. If, if both, if Chicharito plays, I think the U.S. wins. Now, if Giovanni plays, uh, if Giovanni if Giovanni plays and Guardado's able to play, because right now he's injured and he's playing, he's fighting, he's trying to make it to the game with Guardado and Giovanni and Vela. I pick. I think Mexico wins it, but not by a blowout. I think they win it by a goal. Now, on the U.S.'s credit, who if they pick Ochoa, no offense, but the U.S. will the U.S. will score and def and they will definitely find a way to score because I'm not convinced from the Gold Cup that you know, I and he's still he's still sitting on the bench. I'm still and he and he cut his hair, so. I'm just saying, I don't think he'll be... I think he'll be good, but obviously he'll let one go in. But then again, I trust Tim Howard's been doing really good for Everton. Especially for Everton right now. If Guzan starts, Mexico wins. If Tim Howard starts, the U.S. wins. That's my view. Gerardo, your your comment to my predictions or my, my statements. Doesn't matter because Mexico's still gonna win. Alright. Okay. Off of the Copa America and America in general, uh, let's talk about them transfers and predictions. Because recently, uh, like a week or two ago, the Jaya was, you know, trying to get to uh, Real Madrid, but that didn't happen. And then he ends up signing the four year contract with Man. Man U, so he'll be there for a while, and so basically, I feel like as if uh, Real Madrid has no definite goalie. I don't know, like I just started watching soccer, so this novice kid is new to me. I don't know his track record or anything. Uh, Jesus, I think Kaylor Navas is pretty good. It's, uh, he's doing. He's been doing really good now. I would like to see him go up against the top teams in Europe, but so far against the league, against La Liga teams and the one Champions League game, he's been he's been doing really well. And how do I feel about David De Gea? Uh, I think he got played, and it sucks for him because I know he wanted to go to Real Madrid, and in the last day they told him, "Yeah, you're going," and then oh, just kidding, uh, you're gonna stay. And plus Navas as well, because you know he's, he he was trying really hard to stay and prove he can be the goalie, and he was doing ten minutes away from not being from the all-time record from Iker Casillas. 
like no goal against him. Oh yeah, yeah, he's really close. But yeah, and I and I and I that's another reason, like, as you can see now. But I thought now was trying really hard, and he deserves to be in the top team and just to be told, hey, uh, we're gonna trade you for the hair, and and they were gonna get more cash. So uh, you know, I, I and then they told him, just kidding, you're uh, you know, you're gonna stay. You know, I mean, I would feel like what's going on because you know, you, you basically you were just being used, and I think it hurts more for Navas because like Ramaji was just gonna, they were just gonna give you up like that. Well, David De Gea made it clear he wanted to go to Real Madrid, and now that he didn't, he already signed a contract for Man U, so he's staying there. Gerardo? I agree. Anything more? Not really. You kind of covered everything. What is your view on Manchester... Uh, on Always hearing that Manchester United is always linked to basically every player in the planet, Gerardo. Wait, what? What is your view on Manchester United always, and the media always being claimed that Manchester United is basically linked to every player as a transfer? Uh, I don't know. Because they don't have any homegrown players anymore. Uh, my opinion, Manchester is just a hellhole for all the players. Either way, they just. I know, man. Their value basically goes down in Manchester, making them suck. And I don't know. It's, it's complicated. Okay, still on transfers in Real Madrid. Excuse me. Uh, what is y'all thoughts on Ronaldo wanting to leave Real Madrid and the fact that uh, the PSG was trying to buy them, but Real Madrid was like, nah, y'all got to give us like $1 million, or $1 billion, I mean, excuse me. Uh, me, personally, I'm a PSG fan. Uh, as of right now, I don't believe that PSG really needs uh, Ronaldo. I mean... We just they just got Di Maria and we'll talk about that in a minute. But I feel like Ronaldo would basically just be an asset and not really needed as much because we still got Slaton for a good year or two. Uh we still got although I don't like to say it, Cavani, we got Lavezzi, Pastore, Lucas. We got a good team of forwards, so I wouldn't really feel like Ronaldo would be needed. Uh, so, Gerardo, what is your stance? Uh, it'd be cool to have him in the PSG. I mean, but as you said, I don't think he'll be needed. I mean, Cavani and Slaton are pretty good up there, so I guess it'll make a good retirement place for Ronaldo later five years, probably. That's my stance on it. <laughs> Um, Jesus. Well, me personally, I wouldn't. I don't like that. I don't like that rumor. I don't like that transfer because I don't see where he fits. Well, first of all, uh, he's a he's a striker left 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 wing. All right, so PSG doesn't really play that formation. Sometimes they do, but sometimes they don't. One, the striker is Laton, and his ego will not let anybody else play striker. 
<coughs> and Slaton. Say left wing. Who's left wing? Lovezin Pastore. And I know right wing is Cavani. And I just don't see how that how that fits. I don't see how it fits. PSG has enough players. They're successful already, but I just don't see how Ronaldo fits there, especially and now and now at at egos. I I don't see how everybody fits. Now if Cavani leaves for Arsenal, maybe in the future, I still don't see how that fits. I really don't. And but I'm 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 more concerned. Okay, what if Slatan leaves next year? Because this is final year of his contract. So, Gerardo, who do you think? Do you think PSG would try to go for Ronaldo or someone else? Man. I mean, they have... The owner of PSG has the most, like, fucking rich as hell. So, I mean, if you're actually willing to pay that much, man, go ahead. Do you think he fits? I mean... Uh... Ronaldo has talent, so, I mean, yeah, the Real Madrid makes him pretty, you know, big and everything, but, you know, his individualism is pretty great as well, so, I mean, I, w I wouldn't think it'd be that hard for him to fit in at all. All right. Okay, back to PSG. Uh, the recent Di Maria transfer. Um, I concede went from Real Madrid to Man U, and then last season he didn't have like at Man U he was I don't want to say he was doing horrible, but you know it wasn't that great. And then so he's now at PSG. He he's been doing fantastic. I'm uh I'm actually pretty glad for the transfer. He fits pretty nice because we've got uh, we got two Argent two or more Argentinians. I don't know. Because I know there's Cavani and Pastore. Oh, yeah, Levizzi. That's what I meant. Uh, so, Gerardo, what is your stance on the uh, Di Maria transfer? I love it. Is that it? No, I mean, Di Maria with Manchester United didn't shine at all. Like, his value, would, in my opinion, he wouldn't really play to his full potential. Uh, you know, I really considering him to be, you know, one of the best players in the world. And, you know, I think it was a great move he did to go to PSG. Okay. Jesus. Well, so far, so good. Di Maria in the, in the Champions League, he was doing, he was a workhorse. He was doing everything. He was going for the ball, dribbling with the ball, making chances. He was doing pretty well. And the Liga and not Liga in the French League one it started it started semi bad. But overall now he's getting into a rhythm and he's playing better and he fits with PSG. So that's good. Gerardo, anything you wanna any topic you wanna hit? I don't know. You have nothing you want to talk about? Okay. Um, still on transfers. Uh, let's see. Videl from... Uh, I think it was Milan. Milan. 
Yeah. Yeah. He came from Hooventus. Okay, thanks. Yeah, he came from Hooventus to FC Bayern. He seems to be fitting in pretty well there. Yeah. So, what are your guys' take on that? Uh, Jesus? He's been doing really well. He fits. He's aggressive. Bayern Munich is very aggressive. It's like a match man in heaven. <laughs> and he scored today, right? Yeah. Yesterday. He scored yesterday. And it was, it was a really good goal. He's been doing really well. Okay. Um, let's see. What else is there to talk about? Yeah, what is y'all's stance on Arsenal not being able to pick up any... Well, they got Peter Cech, but anybody else after that, what is you guys' stance? Uh, Gerardo? Wait, what again? Arsenal not being able to pick up anybody other than Peter Cech because... Jesus, being an Arsenal fan, claims that they need a striker really bad since Welbeck is injured at the moment. <laughs> I don't know. Who's the manager again? Wagner, right? Yeah. G Money. He's with freaking transfer, man. I swear. He's a slacker when it comes to it. Why do you say that? The stuff he sometimes—I mean, what was it? World Cup? He was over there taking pictures and stuff instead of like getting. You know, he's a big. If there's anybody to blame, it's him. So you're blaming the coach, not the owner. Nope. Okay, hey, Seuss, your stance. I'm not about to die. <laughs> like, uh, my stance on Arsenal, not buying any players well i don't know it's the reason that the reason that happened it was because one we got a new stadium in 2006 called the emirates we moved from high tower to the emirates stadium in 2006 and ever since then we we've had a debt that we had to pay and that meant we had to sell we had to sell our players to be able to pay that debt and i can see uh, being in debt, I can see why we couldn't really buy players, and it wasn't really until 2013 when we got messed with Ozil that you could tell Arsenal little by little we're getting mo- money, money back, and had money to spend. And then in 2014 we got Alexis Sanchez, and then 2015 we were able to get uh, Peter Cech. Now I feel now the stadium finally has, has finally been been paid off, so now we have no more excuses even for next year not to go for one person. Now the thing about not spending, I can see not nah, he's always not one. He's always been the type of person that doesn't risk. As he said, he doesn't go just for a striker. Striker. He has to see who fits and who hasn't fit. And I feel the way he's handled the team in general has been very good because in 2006, when they were in depth for the stadium, the Arsenal board expected Arsenal to drop. And to be in the Europa League, or not even be in the Europa League, they didn't expect them to be in the Champions League. But still, ever since 1996, they've been able to be in the Champions League with names that nobody knows. There's not a, there's no Ryan Rooney. There's no, uh, there wasn't a Henry. There was no Pires, nor Beckham, nor Burkamp. And Arsenal, with Arsene Wagner, was still able to guide him to a Champions League spot. And I think that's very, very impressive, considering with the type of players that he had. 
Now I think now we're, we're we started to rebuild in having Peter Check, Mezuroso, and Sanchez. And I think well, if we've been able to fight, still like I don't see why we can't, especially for next year, go for it all, just like we did ten years ago. And I guess from my view, I like I like a manager that keeps it home that that keeps their academy players. Like Arsenal, we've had Henry, not Henry. Uh, Theo Walker was from the academy. Chesney was from the academy. Uh, Oxlade Chamberlain was from the academy. Rosicki was from the academy. Gibbs was from the academy. Uh, who else? Arteta. Arteta was from the academy and. I like that in the team. Not 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 from example like Man Manchester United who they don't have any more homegrown players other than Wayne Rooney. But look at like, look at Bastian Schweinsteiger, Memphis Depay. They have Falcao, they had Di Maria, they have Mata now. They had Rojo, they have Fellaini. Like none of those are from their academy players. They just buy their players, which is one one of the reasons I hate them. Not hate them, but just don't like them as much or any team because they they can just go and buy their players instead of having their own hometown players. So that's my view. Okay, it's uh since you mentioned Rain Rooney, uh didn't he just like recently become the yeah England's all time scorer? Uh, England's one of my favorite teams. They're in like my top five. Uh, after France, so what are your guys' stands? I don't know if you guys care about the England or their records or anything, but Gerardo? Mm, they're just a black horse. <laughs> That's your stance? Yeah, they're just there, in my opinion. <laughs> okay. Um, Jesus? Um, they're good. They're not gonna win anything. But they're good enough. They're not going to win anything because they don't have star players. Because in the Premier League, everybody buys their players. Like, example, Manchester United again, who just buys players. <laughs> and they're good enough, led by Wayne Rooney. But other than that, I don't see him and Joe Hart. But other than that, I don't see a, I don't see a line or any midfield players that are going to stand out because... There is none. All, all all their players are basically if it's not Wayne Rooney nor Walcott nor nor uh, Joe Hart from Manchester City, they have players from Aston Villa, one from Everton, and like six from the champ the the second division. Like, how do you expect to win 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 like that? So that's why I don't think they're gonna win anything. They'll always be there. Maybe make a quarterfinal, semifinal, but I don't think they can win at all in any competition. Okay, so we basically covered everything from friendlies to the America, uh, to the England, to the uh, Barkley. So let's look at the future. Uh, so the December or the winter transfer window is coming up in about two months now. Uh, so what do you guys think? Uh, like we mentioned earlier, that Dehaya is a uh, they, I was probably betting that they were going to try and get him during the uh, December transfer, but they can't since he already signed the contract. So who do you guys, who are you guys looking forward to to switching teams during December, uh, Gerardo? Why the leagues? Does it matter? 
No, just in general. There's no, uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be realistic, but who would you like to see? Go up and stuff? Yeah, like, let's say somebody from the Mexico League or... We good? Okay. Yeah. I guess this... The only one I can think of is this Stanford kid from the United States. Yeah. Yeah, what about... What about him? I don't know. Hopefully, you know, first of all, he gets his finals done and graduates. How old is he? To a good team in Europe. Okay. Next, London Donovan. Yeah, he just retired. And he's already got a legend card in FIFA. What is your stance on Ochoa? Like, would you see like to see him switch clubs or just, you know, at least start at his club? Anybody that would play him, I guess. You just want him to move or what? Yeah. Just move. Jesus? Jesus? I would like Ochoa to move because he deserves some playing time. I would prefer for him to be in a top club, not necessarily a top club, but just a club that makes it to the Champions League or Europa League, just so he can start because he's worked really hard and deserves it. And maybe Arsenal can finally buy a damn striker. All right, well, that's it for this podcast. Uh, Next week, we will talk about the upcoming fixtures probably some more theories and some rebuttal remarks and whatnot so thanks for listening this is jesus cameron gerardo and you were listening to the pitch thank you